And not how we respond to other people, but how we respond to a perfect and holy God. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I used to have this friend in AFC when I was just a younger guy in AFC. He was older and a small group leader. I really looked up to him. And every single time I saw this guy, he, if, I hadn't, if I hadn't seen him for a couple days, he'd come up to me and he'd say, hey man, how, how are you in Jesus? How are you in Jesus? He would ask me as if this was like a, a real tangible relationship. Like he was asking me how me and my wife were doing. Like, hey, how are you and Tessa? Or how, or how are you and your boyfriend? Or how are you and your girlfriend? Or how are you and your group of friends? Like he would ask it like it, was a, like it was a real tangible thing that you could touch and see. And so that's what I'm going to ask you guys tonight. As boldly as I can, I want to ask you, how are you in Jesus? How are you in Jesus? And so we're going we're gonna to take that thought with us into the, into the passage tonight. We're in Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13. So what's happening right now in Luke 11 is the disciples just asked Jesus how to pray, and Jesus gives them the, Lord, the Lord's prayer. You guys know what that is. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's the Lord's prayer. So right after that, Jesus goes into a story that reads like this. And Jesus said to them, which of you has a friend who will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread? For another friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, do not bother me. The door is now shut. My children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him anything because he's his friend. Because they're boys, he's not going to get up and give him bread. Yet because of his impudence or persistence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, Jesus says, if his son asks for a fish, will instead give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So Jesus starts by telling this really kind of strange story. Right after he teaches his disciples how to pray, he starts off by telling this strange story about a man who has some visitors come in at midnight, and uh, he doesn't have anything, any bread to give them. Now, in Jewish culture, that's a big no-no. That's a big no-no to not have anything for your guests. And so the host is freaking out, and he's like, man, I'm going to go to my, my, my neighbor. My friend lives across the way. I'm going to go get some bread from him. And, and, and it's midnight. It's an obscene hour and he knocks on the door and this is where you know the bible is still relevant today because the next part of that story the the, the neighbor says i cannot get you bread it is midnight my kids are in bed i'm not going to fumble around the kitchen and you know why that's still true because you know you and i both know we're the most selfish in the middle of the night you guys know we're the most selfish in the middle of the night. If two months of marriage has taught me anything, it's that when there's that battle for covers at 2 o'clock in the morning, there is no time for debate. It is dog-eat-dog dog world. You have to just yank those things back. And my wife is vicious. She, she curls up in those things. And you get so protective of that midnight hour. You really do. And so that's what's happening here in the story. But then, the, but then Jesus uses an interesting word. He says, not because they're friends, not because they're friends is, are he, is he going to get up and help them, but because of his impudence or persistence. So you can go to the next slide. So because of his persistence, to keep asking him, he's going to get up and give him whatever he needs. There's a Greek form of the word that reads anideia, anideia. 
And you see how I said that real soft and slow. Uh, it's me trying to convince you I know how to read Greek, which I don't. But neither do you. And so, but I, I did look it up. And the Greek, word, the Greek root of this word means lack of sensitivity to do what is proper or without respect for modesty. So whether you use that definition or whether you use persistence, the fact of the matter is, is this guy really, really needed to get some bread. He really needed to make a good impression on his guests. And he was going to do whatever it took to get, that, to get that bread. He was going to stop at nothing. He was persistent. And persistence is such an American idea that we love so, so, so much. Um, a lot of you have seen this next clip. I'm going to roll. It's two minutes. Most people like it. It was real famous on YouTube Sorry, last year. We love that so much. All of us are just like, yeah, I want to I wanna be successful as bad as I want to breathe. Everybody gets so fired up by that. Eric Thomas, this, this motivational speaker, he, got, he was famous already. He got really famous when this sound bite went viral. This was a talk he gave at Michigan State University. But, but, but he got really famous when this went out because Americans, we love this idea. We love cheering for the, for the, for the Olympian that, that grew up with one great-grandparent and, and half a leg and, and ended up making it to the Olympics. Like, we love cheering for that underdog story and watching them win gold medals. We love the story of businessmen who make money, who are persistent, who come over uh, across, the, across the waters with $12 in their pocket, and they come to this country, and now they're, now they're CEOs of a multi-million dollar corporation. We love stories like that. Even my own story of pursuing my wife is somewhat popular in this room because I was the persistent, somewhat creepy guy that wouldn't leave the pretty girl alone. We love persistence so much. We love persistence. But when it comes to the faith, when it comes to the faith, we do a complete 180. Our standards of what we expect from ourselves, the standards of what we expect from our brothers and sisters in Christ, it decreases greatly. The admiration we have for persistence in regards to the faith decreases greatly. It's not even comparable in regards to athletics and business and love what we expect from ourselves in regards to our pursuit of the faith. See, this story in Luke is not about how to get bread. That is not what this story is about. This is a story about pursuing God. Pursuing God. That's why it comes right after a teaching on prayer. But we don't regularly hold ourselves to these same standards that we do in other arenas in life. We don't. And so I was dwelling on this passage this week, and I had this, I had this thought in regards to the passage, and it looks like this. All ask, some seek, but few knock. All ask, some seek, but few knock. See, right after this comment on persistence that Jesus talks about, he says, truly I tell you, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be opened for you. And again, a really great quality of our generation that I believe is that we are great at asking questions. We will Google anything and everything to figure something out. But we're also really great at finding what, we're really great at asking what we want to be when, when we get older. What's our goal that we want to attain? We ask ourselves those questions. We're really, really good at that. A big divide comes, however, when it comes to seeking when it comes to seeking out what we believe and seeking out what truth is. Now, I want to give you guys a load of encouragement right now because by being in this room right here and right now, I consider you all seekers. 
Granted, I know that some of you are in here tonight seeking somebody of the opposite sex, which is fine. I get it. But there's also people in here that, are, that I, I would assume most of us in here are at some level here to seek out God, here to seek out God on a deeper level. Some seek. But the biggest divide, the biggest divide comes between those who knock and those who take action. I believe that those who knock are those people who turn these Wednesday night worship services into quiet time Thursday mornings reading their Bible. I believe those who knock are those who not only go to church Sunday, but spend the rest of their week um, attempting to be closer to God in prayer, taking walks by the Rio Grande, praying to God, thanking him for his beauty. I believe those who knock are those who try to love like the Good Samaritan day in and day out. I believe those who knock are those who read the scriptures and see this really great lifestyle that God's put in front of us that is attainable and matches it up with our lives and we try to live up to that standard. That's what I believe are the people that knock. I'm preaching to myself tonight just as much as as anybody because I've had really great moments in my life where I've knocked really hard. I've really sought out the will of God for my life. I had to do it when I was seeking out this job, if this was what I was supposed to do with my, with, with my next step in my career. I've done it before when I, when I had to leave a group of friends that wasn't, um, wasn't beneficial for me. I had to do it in the pursuit of my wife. I had to do it in, in, in a lot of questions about what's going on in my heart. I had to do it. I had to knock. So I'm rem- reminding myself as much as anybody tonight that some of us have knocked before, but we got to start knocking again. we got to beat that door down, knocking. Because at the end of this passage tonight, Jesus says, look, even earthly fathers can, good, can give good gifts to their kids. Even earthly fathers can do that. But I'm your heavenly father. And so if earthly fathers can give good gifts, imagine what I can give you from the Holy Spirit. Imagine what I can do if you will just ask for that, and if you will just knock down that door. And so that's my prayer for the room tonight. It's a little bit shorter of a sermon. I did that on purpose tonight because we're seeking. We're a group of seekers. But now it's time to go knock. It's time to go knock those doors down this week. And if you are in the room tonight and you've knocked before, let's knock again. Let's knock again. Let's beat the door down, pursuing this faith that we say we believe so much. Because persistence is this idea that is littered throughout Scripture. There's this story tonight, but seven chapters later in Luke 18, there's a parable called the persistent widow. In the Old Testament, there's a story of Joshua and Caleb and their persistence with the Israelites and their faithfulness when they were inheriting the promised land. And I want to leave you with this last verse tonight from Paul when he talks about persistence. He says, now finish the work so that your eagerness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. Finish the work. So that's my prayer for you guys this week, a prayer for myself this week, that we would keep seeking and that we would keep knocking until we find God. We all pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I, I love this group so much and I, I love you so much. I'm so excited that we're all here um, tonight diving into your word. And I pray um, just a blessing over this group this week that we will be a group of knockers, that we will try to, that we will try to pursue you with an active faith, that we won't just ask questions about you, that we won't just seek, but we'll try to find you and that we will, we will knock down that door. Lord, it's going to take your Holy Spirit and the gift that you give to do that, so I pray, uh, I ask for that tonight. 
I ask for more of it for myself. I ask for more of it in this room and for the people in this room. God, we love you so much, and we're thankful for your son who on the cross. And since his name I pray, amen. Hey, if, uh, if you are ready to start seeking or if you're ready to start knocking, whatever it is, if you're ready to make a commitment tonight, man, myself and the staff would love to pray with you um, after. If you're just beat up and tired, we would, just lo- we would love for you to come and pray with us in the back tonight. So wherever you're at, um, there's a place for you in the kingdom of God. We're so excited that you're here. Let's stand and worship these last two songs.